Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 260 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. We've been gone for a little while, but we are glad to be back. Today, we're going to talk about the Chinese players that have missed out on a singles berth at the Olympics. We'll discuss the results from the Japan Open, and in the questions, we talk about angles of the joints, playing with angry people, and the benefits of weightlifting for table tennis. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Super Coach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Ah, thank you, Jeff. Yes, nice to be back. Yes, certainly is. Uh, been a little while, and a lot has been happening in the world of table tennis. It certainly has. Um since we've been gone, the um, the Chinese have announced their their team for the Olympics, and boy, what about some surprises? Um, and we we might just talk about the Japan Open that's uh, that's just finished because that's really relevant. So at the Japan Open um, that was finished yesterday, basically in the men's singles, Ma Long goes down to Zuzin 4-2 in the semifinals. So there you go. That's that's one of very few matches that Ma Long has lost this year. And in the other semifinal, Fan Zendong 4-2 against Zhang Zike. So here we go. Um, the, the, two, uh, the two players that weren't selected for singles at the Olympics make the final and... Fan Zendong wins the final of the Japan Open. And I'll have you know, what, where's, where's Fan Zendong ranked in the world, Jeffrey? Um, number, is two. number two. Number two in the world. And no place for him at the Olympics by the Chinese national team. Not, not, even, a, not even a team's event. No singles. Um, mate. Mate, I wouldn't be happy. Imagine if you were number two in the world. You don't get a single spot. You don't even get a spot on the in the team. And then you go out and win the Japan Open, beating, um, you know, Zhu Zin and, and um, Zhang Jike. Yeah, I mean, what a great response to yeah, come being... back um, from being snubbed by the selectors and to win the Japan Open. Um, and also, I heard him say that his his main goal now is to win the 2020 Olympics. So he, he's obviously very focused on that. Um, I guess once they chose Zhang Zike ahead of him for that second spot, then he was in trouble for the teams because they probably picked Zhu Zin ahead of him just because he's left-handed and that'll work much better for the doubles alloys. Yeah, that, that that's definitely the case. And yeah, poor uh, poor fans are not. Yes, Z- uh, Z- uh, uh, and yeah, uh, I would also pick uh, Zuzin ahead of Fan Zendong for the teams, um, given the other two um, singles players, because because um, you do need a left hander in that uh, in that team. And poor fans Zendong, like wow, you know that's just uh, for me. It's just so unfair. I mean, is it? Is it the system? Is it the Chinese national team? Is it, I don't know, there's something very, very wrong when the number two player in the world cannot play in the Olympics, the most prestigious 
um, table tennis event. Yeah, um, maybe. But then Zhang Zikou, defending champion, doesn't he deserve to ha- have a go to, at defending his crown? That was four years ago. You know, like um, a lot happens in four years. I mean, you, you necessarily have the right to defend your crown, you know, if it's four years on. You know, if it was if it was last week and, you know, you were the champion last week, yeah, I'll put you in again. Um, even a year, I'd think about putting you in. But four years ago, I don't know. You know, a lot yeah, happens it, in four years. In It certainly does, but he's still thereabouts. It's not like he's dropped down to number 10 in the world or anything like that. He's, he's still one of the best yeah. players in the world. Yeah, true, true. But, um, yeah, he's not number two. He's not yeah, number one. Certainly. And I guess, you know... Should they think about yeah. allowing more Chinese players into the singles, but then are they going to get rid of some other countries? And is that what the Olympics about, or is it more about nation versus nation? So, so maybe they should yeah. still keep the system they've got. Yeah. So one of the main reasons that they brought this system in was because um, they didn't like seeing um, three China in the podium, um, and it. And it was becoming a little bit repetitive and um, and they just felt like it was just um, too dominant by one country. But, you know, the Chinese are the best players in the world. Um, yeah, it's, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting little um, problem the ITTF have. And yeah. I don't know, I don't know one way or the other, but, now, when you say they decided, is that the Olympic Committee or is that the ITTF Committee or who are we talking about? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know exactly, but I think I think the ITTF, um, in conjunction with the IOC, would make that decision. But I think a lot of it would, a lot of the push would come from the ITTF in that situation. Mm, interesting, and then uh, and, also and, and, at, yeah. yes. The Japan Open in yeah, the Yeah, that's right. It doesn't stop. Yeah, that's right. So in the women's, we've got a similar situation. So in the um, women's uh, Japan Open semi-final, um, the number Liu Shiwen, beats Zhu Ling 4-2. In the other semi-final, Ding Ning uh, beats Chen Yi Ching. Um, and then in the uh, final, Liu Shiwen 4-2 against Ding Ning. Now, is Liu Shiwen going to going um, to have a singles berth at the Olympics? No, sorry. No, she doesn't get a singles berth. But the only difference is that she does get a team's berth. So, you know, um, number one, number one in the world, not playing singles. Incredible. Number one in the world, yes. That just does not seem fair. Anyway, um, <laughs> yep. They responded the best way they could by uh, winning the Japan Open. And um, we're still going to see some great matches at the Olympics. I'm still pretty excited and looking forward to the games coming up. Not too far away. Absolutely. And, and, you know, um, I don't care who's playing off in the final. Like, if it's an Olympic final, there's a gold medal on, um, on offer. It's big. Absolutely. All right. Now, back at show 259, we had a Pink Sealers question of the day, which was, 
Is there a better name for the modern defender? And this generated a bit of discussion, Alois. Yeah, it was some good discussion, actually. So um, we had yeah, quite a few um, uh, ideas with names. And I, I, I was I was pleasing skillers. You got some good ideas out there. Um, so um, Edwin Cotter came up with, you know, aggressive defender, agrofender. Agrofender. What about that one? Um, I like um, it. Agrofender. Um, yeah. Agrofender. What about um, the um, offensive chopper? Um, but there was also some good discussion on the blog, Jeffrey. So Marson up with uh, uh, the budget attacker, <laughs> which is which is good. Um, the coffee chop killer. First time they take, first they take time for a coffee, and then they chop their victims until finally they kill them. Oh, sounds. But um, yes, um, and Jean said uh, Two Face, as they have a defender's backhand side and an attacker's forehand side. Um, Sean Sinnott said a juicy defender. It's not bad either. So um, yeah, so some interesting ones there. But um, yeah, any favourites for you, Jeff? Oh, Agrofender by far. That's great. I love it. Good work, Edwin. Um, Agrofender. And and Luke and Luke uh, Luke Blythman always um, always good for uh, for a bit of a laugh. Said, I think a good name for them is indecisive, but I'm not sure. <laughs> there you go. But I'm not sure. Very funny, Luke. Um, can we get Luke yeah. on for Friday funnies? Uh, well, something's <laughs> got to be better than uh, what we've got now, <laughs> oh, really. Nasty. <laughs> All right. So that moves us on <laughs> to today's Pink Skillers question of the day, which is, what is the longest break you have had from table tennis? So you can get involved by jumping onto our Facebook page at facebook.com slash pingskills or on our blog at pingskills.com and let us know what is the longest break you have had from table tennis. All right. And, t- and Jeff, I also want I also want to know should 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 I continue with the on this day segment? So just let us know. Send us a comment, send us a comment on Facebook or send us a comment on um, on the show. Is do, do you really like the on this day? Tell me. Or should we bring back number facts? Just saying. Um, can I answer that one? <laughs> no, 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 not you. We, don't, we want to know from the audience. Um, all right. All right. Let's, okay. let's get on to the questions. And first up, we have a question from Nuri who says, I found a picture from the web and I wonder what must the angles be at the knee joint at the hips and the elbows. Yeah, so I'm going to have to stand up for this one. Nuri, yeah, so you're talking about, so when you're, when you're standing, you know, so what sort of angle should you have here? Um, well, I need to get a bit taller. So what sort of angle you need at the hips down here? And also, I'm going to put my leg up on the chair here. And also, what sort of angle you need here when you're, when you're in, a, in the ready position? So, um, 
The, it's, it's a good question. Now, so let's start at the, at the elbows. So at about 90 degrees here is good. So if you've got about 90 degrees there, then your bat's up and ready um, in the ready position. Um, at the hip joint, so um, I'm going to draw, draw a little diagram for you. Here we go. Awesome. Awesome. I, that's what I thought. Awesome. And you'll see my terrible drawing skills. Can you see that? No. That's better. Is that any good? There you go. Nearly. So at the knee joint, yeah, at the knee joint here, you want about 120 degrees there. All right. So that's 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 a really good guide. And for me, that's really he needs feet. I just put, need to, needed to put some feet on him. Um, he, at, the, at the knee joint, really the most important thing. Um, if you can get that right, then everything else will fall into place. So this angle here, about 120 degrees, for me is the, is the real crucial part of um, being able to start to um, get good balance and good movement in table tennis. So work really hard on that. Sounds good. All right. So, everybody, next time you go out on the table and you're just getting ready to, say, return a serve, just take a quick look at your knee joints and check out the angle um, of that joint there. Try and look at it and try and get it to 120 degrees. All right. Yeah, good and I, and I think, I think, yeah, I think it's probably better that you get someone else to look at it for you. Um, I've, I've found that um, players have a really... Um, distorted perception of their own knee bend. Like you often feel like you're really low, but players are often only in about 170 degrees. So, so this is quite straight. So it's almost here somewhere. So it's like that where it needs to be like that. So, yeah. So it needs to be needs to be much lower than you actually feel. So get someone to, to look at it. And and a really easy way is just get someone to, to get their mobile phone and just take a, a picture of you from side on and then you'll be able to see um, for yourself what, what that looks like. Yeah, that's a much better idea. Yeah, get someone to take a picture of you with your phone and then, you, then you'll really see exactly how you were. You won't have to take their word from it because you'll probably be like, I don't believe what you're saying. But with the photo, there's no arguments. So, um, yeah, give that a try next time you're out on the court. Good one. All right, next up is a question from Romeo who says, how do you play with angry people? My practice partner makes a ton of mistakes and he either blames it on me or hits the table with his bat. We couldn't get any any practice done because of this. Yeah, it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because because um, it's hard for you to um, always influence the person at the other end of the table. But if it's your practice partner, it's worth talking to them. Um, it's worth talking to them about just um, finding ways to remain calm and to just get them to to get uh, practice and playing into perspective. So. Um, I often see, you know, people so worked up, you know, like it's like it happens in a match situation, but I see them doing that in a in a practice situation. And when I look back um, 
at my own training, I, I do remember like sometimes getting so frustrated in the, in the, um, in the practice situation. And, you, and now looking back, you think that was just so irrelevant. You know I mean? It's good to try really hard, but just getting yourself worked up is so irrelevant and so, um, so non-beneficial. Is that a word? Non-beneficial for, um, for your development. So it's, it's, I suppose it's really a matter of um, being able to get your practice partner to, um, to come to that realization by just showing them, you know, perhaps, perhaps even video a training session. And if he does start to go bananas, just at some stage and everything's calm and cool, you know, just later on, just, just video it and, and sorry, just play it back to him and just say, this is what you look like. Um, and no one likes seeing that. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, and, you know, you've got to kind of resolve it because, you know, everyone's going to get angry every now and again, but you don't want to this to be a constant um, occurrence because then it's no fun for you either training and, you know, you're just going to get sick of it. So as Ello said, definitely have a chat with them. You know, um, maybe they just don't even realize their behavior. So, um, yeah, have a chat with them and see if you can work it out. And, yeah, just try and be a bit calm, everybody. You know, in the long run, it'll work out better. Yes. All right. Next question, speaking of angry people, is from Evil Bunny. And Evil Bunny asks, I saw in the place where you record your training sessions where there is an option for weight training. I was just wondering how useful weight training is and is it good for all levels or just the top players and what kind of training would it be? Yeah, so I I think it's I think it's useful for a wide range of players. I mean, maybe it's not useful if you're just, you know, a social player in the garage and just having a hit, having a little hit there. If you're if you're serious at all about your table tennis, then yeah, definitely it can be um, beneficial for you. It can be useful for you by um, increasing the strength. So, what what um, do you really need to get out of uh, your weight training? For me, it's a lot about um, the lower half, your legs, and and um, increasing the power um, through increasing the strength and speed of, of your um, of your legs. If you can get yourself into position, position quicker, then um, it opens uh, more opportunities for you to play better strokes. So, so definitely the lower half, the legs, but then also, I mean, your upper half, um, you know, just to a certain extent, the, the shoulders, the, um, the scap, um, being able to hold up in a big tournament. So, Often you'll find that in a big tournament um, you'll get really sore, and you, you know it, it might also even get to a stage where it's an injury because your muscle hasn't uh, been able to hold up um, for that amount of time um, and at that speed and that uh, generating power repetitively. So, so yeah, def- definitely weight training is beneficial. My best advice is go and see someone. Uh, professionally, so go and see someone at a gym. You might need to show them. Take take some videos of table tennis as 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 you play it, or as the top players in the world play it. Because often when you go to a gym um, and uh, try to get advice, their picture of table tennis is a guy sitting in 
um, in the gar in the garage and doing that. Um, whereas he, they need to be able to see what the top level table tennis really is, um, and and the and the physical demands on the body um, to to be able to to play at that higher level. So so do those two things. But um, you know, uh, leg strength is vital. So um, so think think a lot about that to start with. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And if you do take some videos of the top players to, you know, your professional to show them what it's like, make sure you point out the size of their legs. If you look at the top 10 players in the world, they are so strong in the legs. And, you know, that's why they can move so quickly, stay balanced and, yeah, just be super quick. Excellent. Well, Alois... That is a wrap. We have uh, finished show 260. Big thank you to everyone who watched. Um, It's great to be back. Uh, We'll be doing a lot more shows, and we may even start experimenting with the format in a couple of weeks' time. We'll just see. But thank you, everybody. Make sure you go to pingskills.com and sign up for a free account if you haven't already. Loads of resources on there to help you with your table tennis, so get to pingskills.com. Thanks again, everyone, and thank you, Alloys. Thank you. Uh, go ping skillers. All right. Indeed. And we will see you again shortly. Bye, everyone. <laughs>